You are Locked On Chargers, your daily Los Angeles Chargers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, here is your host, Matthew Stanley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Chargers. Today is Friday, Phil Sember 15th. And I am your host, Matthew Stanley. You can find me on Twitter at BoltFanInDenver and tweeting for this podcast over at, at LockedOnLAC. I brought Kyle back on today, and we're going to talk about matchups uh, for the game Sunday, then hit you with our final predictions for the game. Thanks for listening, and enjoy. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in again to another episode of Locked On Chart. Blah, 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 blah. Nailed it. Nailed it. You know what? I'm not even recording over that. I'm just going to leave that. Uh, Okay, so take two. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Chargers. I'm Matthew Stanley, and I have Kyle with me again. Kyle, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I guess I'll be the one doing the speaking today. Yeah, I'll just let you do all the talking. (laughs) Um, I'd probably get more listeners that way anyway. Um, So... Uh, obviously big game this weekend. So we wanted to kind of go over some, uh, some, some matchups with the Chargers versus Chiefs and we're going to start on offense. So how do you think the, uh, why don't you pick a position and just start? Yeah, let's do it. Let's just start on the offense and just kind of go from there. So, uh, whatever, I mean, the big matchup is, you know, Keenan Allen versus Marcus Peters. Are we going to see that? Are we going to see like week one from a year ago? Who is going to win that matchup? The, the difference is um, this time around, they move Allen a lot more. So it, it, I think it's almost half and half where he does his damage inside in the slot. And then he just moves around on the outside as well. Whereas Marcus Peters always plays the left corner. They don't rotate their corners at all. So no matter what, you know what you're going to get. Um, that said, I would go advantage Keenan Allen just based on how he's played this year. Uh, Marcus Peters has let a lot of his emotions get the best of him. What do you think? Yeah, I, I give it to Keenan too. Just and and like you said, you bring up a good point that uh, they're moving Keenan around a lot, and with Peters always playing that left side, um, a lot of Keenan's bigger plays this year have come when he's on the right side of the defense. Um, so I I I think he's going to have a good chance to have some good plays out there, but I think he's going to frustrate Peters when they're over there because I think Peters is most comfortable when he's up on the line and able to press. And that's what Keenan does best is creating that separation and getting free at the, at the line just with, with his head fakes and with how he, how he moves his feet. And something that the chiefs really don't do with Peters is he doesn't really play a lot of press man coverage. They do on the other side, but he's usually off and just watching everything. Okay. Yeah. So I think it'll be a really good game, uh, really good matchup between those two. But I, I definitely think that, I mean, we kind of went around the horn, um, uh, for, as from Bolts from the Blue, get, throwing out predictions for what we think Keenan will be able to manage this week. And, uh, I, I think both of us had him going like just over 100 yards, seven or eight catches each and a touchdown. Yeah. I think we all, most of us, most of the staff said that he was going to go over 100 yards. And I, I, I'm pretty confident in that just by, how he's playing, man. He's he's playing like a top three receiver in the NFL. Um, yep. So what about the other guys? We have Tyrell, we have Travis, and then they have uh, Revis. I don't know how much he's going to play. They have the Stephen Mitchell dude, uh, or sorry, Terrence Mitchell. Um, Stephen Nelson. Stephen Nelson, yep. So I guess it's going to be two spots for three guys there. Um, do you think the Chiefs have the advantage against either of those guys? 
I don't think so. Um, I think where Revis matches up well with Tyrell is on those those shallow crosses. Uh, but anything deep, I think Tyrell is just going to be able to get behind Darrell Revis, uh, and it's not going to it's not going to be that big of a deal. But yeah, those, if they if they bring him back and have him doing a lot of those inside those those crossers, those shallow crossers, I think that's that that might be where Darrell Revis you know, is able to use his, his instincts to, to get in front of something and, and, and deflect a pass or something. Yeah. I think we're going to see a lot of shot plays this week, man, just to get Travis and Tyrell running. Um, I think cause the free safety, the Ron Parker dude, I think that's his name. I know his last name is Parker. He is just not good. He gets caught in no man's land and uh, guys are running behind him all the time. Um, and this, these corners, they can't, I mean, they're good underneath, but they really can't run like that. Uh, what's his name yep. from the Jets a couple weeks ago? Had a big day. Um, what is his name? Oh, yeah. Oh, Robbie Anderson. That's what. Yeah, Robbie, yeah, that's right. And then just, I mean, with the speed that Tyrell and Travis have, um, they're, they're legit sp- burners, man. So um, I think they're going to be able to open it up underneath. I, I give just the advantage overall to the wide receivers of the chargers. Yeah, I think as a group that's that's a really good group and it's it's a group that's a di- they they're playing a lot differently than they played uh in week 3. That Keenan has really found a groove, uh Rivers has found a groove with them and Tyrell is seeming to be a little more uh, reliable right now. So yeah, I I definitely think the Chargers have the advantage there. Absolutely. Uh let so let's go second level. So we have Gates Henry, Eckler, Gordon against uh, the Chiefs have Derek Johnson. They have Reggie Raglan, Alabama dude, who's actually playing very well. I mean, he's playing he's playing good. Uh, Derek Johnson is still just a step slow, but I mean, he's still he's still a capable linebacker. Um, Do you think that the Chiefs will be able to make contain this this group of I guess we'll call them the, the tight end running back group? I think the tight ends will have more success. Um, I think that Hunter Henry is going to be hungry because if I remember right, wasn't Hunter Henry the guy that that uh, Daniel Sorensen like judo chopped in the back? Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> I, I want Hunter. I hope. I hope in the tight end room this week in the film room. I hope somebody played that like over and over again just to get Hunter like super hyped for this game, and I want him to to have a touchdown over over Sorensen because that dude he just makes me angry but yeah i i think the chargers um i it's definitely a talented group of linebackers they're probably a better group of linebackers than the chargers have um but i i don't i i I just think that you know between austin eckler melvin gordon hunter henry um i i think those guys just they're just doing too well at this point to give the advantage to the chiefs linebackers yeah that's i'm glad you said that because we we should definitely include the safeties in this as well so It'll be Parker and Sorensen as well. And to be honest, man, so for Bleacher Report, I like this year I'm just grading safeties. And both of those guys aren't very good. I mean, there's no like we complain about a die a lot, but a die is like worlds better than both of those guys. And everybody knows my feelings about him. Um yeah, I just don't see how they'll be able to contain him. Uh, whether it's underneath with Gates doing his little old man moves or Henry. Henry is like, this is perfect to say he's deceptively fast just because he's white, but he can run a little bit, man. Like he, he was running by guys his last few weeks. So you can create some separation 
And then in the passing game, I think uh, Gordon and uh, Eckler will have some success as well. So I really don't, man. I really don't think the Chiefs will be able to contain them from a perimeter standpoint. Yeah, I agree with that. And I'm glad you said perimeter because when we move up here to, you know, the run, more specifically the running game and the offense versus defense, offensive line versus defensive line, I think that the Chiefs have a really good defensive line. Even if so, Tomba is injured. I don't know if he's going to play. He's officially listed as questionable, but he was limited on Tuesday and didn't practice at all on Wednesday. Uh, or sorry, Wednesday and Thursday. He didn't practice at all on Thursday, and he was limited Wednesday. Um, even if he can't go, I mean, Chris Jones has been on fire lately. Like, what he did to the Raiders' offensive line was embarrassing. Yeah, and I mean, so I guess if he doesn't play, that means that Frank Zombo dude will play. Uh, he's he's not very good. But like you mentioned, man, they have some they have some dudes inside. They have uh, Chris Jones, like you mentioned. He's, he's a super athletic man. He's he's tough to contain. He's gonna give all the inside guys, Pulley, Wiggins, Feeney. He's gonna give them problems for sure. Um, he he actually doesn't start. He usually just comes in on passing downs. But with the Chargers playing so much shotgun, I imagine he'll be in there quite a bit. Um, yeah. But with him and Justin Houston, and then like the Bailey dude who who's pretty serviceable himself. They uh they certainly have the advantage up front, which means, and then the Logan um Logan's actually a good run defender, so um they're gonna have their hands full up front, that's for sure. And I, I'm not sure how. If the good news is they're all big, so they're all like giants, like 300 pounds, so they won't be able to like run these little stunts and get free. So they're gonna actually have to move them, um or just run through them. So I guess that's somewhat of an advantage as far as, you know, for the for the Chargers to go. But I don't know, man. I, I guess Rivers just going to have to keep just balling in the pocket. He's going to have to get rid of the ball quickly. Um, the onus is going to be on him, which sucks, but, I mean, he's your best player. so. Yeah, and, and he's been playing that way. He's been mitigating so much of the problems of the offensive line. I mean, the fact that Rivers has only been sacked 15 times this season blows my mind when I go back and I watch how poorly – so the tackles have been blocking recently. Like even Russell Okung, I mean, even even as far back as the Browns game, when he like straight up had to tackle Miles Garrett from behind. I mean, neither of them are doing fantastic against against these outside rushers. But Rivers is just he's he's somehow he's just seeing everything around him and feeling everything around him, and he's moving so well in the pocket and making such good decisions with the ball that he's just not taking sacks. Um, and the what 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 I thought was kind of interesting is the chiefs have so many good guys up front. I don't know if you know the number, but um, with, with the guys that the chiefs have up front, where do you think they are in the league as far as total sacks? Like how many sacks do you think they have ballpark? Um, so I don't, I wouldn't guess very high. I know that Justin Houston's up there. Um, I don't even know if he's double digits or not, but um, yeah, I would probably guess middle of the pack just because they're all so lumbering and huge. What is it? Yeah, I think they're 19th overall. They have 24 total sacks. Yeah. And for comparison, the Chargers have 35. They went through a super dry spell during this last little losing streak they had. I think they had like three sacks in five games, just something crazy like that. Yeah. Yeah. And most actually, and I think two of those were against the Raiders last week. So oh, there we go. Um, but yeah, so it, it Rivers, I, while I am worried about what they're going to be able to do up front, I think Rivers will be able to get away and, and minimize that damage uh, to only one or two sacks. And the good news is with 
even though that, you know, they're going to be at a disadvantage up front, I imagine they're just going to spread them out so much and just quick, 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 and then go over top um, that we'll be able to just at least lessen the blow a little bit um, as far as that goes. Yep. Uh, so I guess the only thing we really didn't specifically touch on is, is the running game. So how do you think, uh, Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler are going to do when they're, when they're running the ball as opposed to catching the ball? Yeah. So, so as big as their D line is, they really don't stop anybody rushing the ball, man. Um, you, every team can run on them. The Raiders do not have a good rushing offense and we're able to run the ball on them. I really think that, you know, for the first time in a while, they're going to be able to have some success. And by that, I mean, one of those, uh, 24 carry 80 yard games for Gordon, which for, yeah, and that, for them, is that's a all they really need. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With how well the offense, with how well the pass passing game has been doing. I mean, if you get 24 carries for 80 yards out of Melvin Gordon, that's a good game. Oh, for sure. Uh, they, they win that game. If you, if you show me a game where they've, they've given the ball to him 24 times on the ground, he runs for 80 yards. They probably win that game. Yeah, I think I would agree with you for sure. I think the the times where it's not is where it's like nineteen and fifty five, like some of those gross games. Yeah, yeah. The only the only exception to that, of course, was the the Patriots game where he had eighty yard more than eighty yards on that one carry. But the Chargers, you know, returned a punt for a safety, and you know, there's not a whole lot you can do to I can, win against. That. I can already imagine somebody just correcting both of us, saying, "What about the Patriots game?" <laughs> All right. Um, all right, so let's move over to the defensive side of the ball and, and let's start up front. Uh, so the Chargers, it looks like Corey Legit's back pretty healthy. He he uh, he was on the injury report. He was limited Wednesday, but he was full Thursday, and so I think he'll be all the way good to go. Um, and if he plays like he did last week, that's that's going to be good for them up front. Yeah, was was last week his best game of the season? I it it was definitely his most impactful. He uh, he definitely had a lot of flashes last week. He did. He looked really good and. I think just what we're seeing is when he doesn't have to play 80% of the time, he can just be fresh. He can sell out a little more. He's not loafing. And, he, and like you mentioned, he had a, he's going to have a big impact. So just staying in the trenches. Um, up front, man, their best player is their right tackle. And he's pretty good. Um, but he's not this athlete. I mean, he's just more of a technician guy. Um, their right guard has actually been playing really well lately as well, the LDT uh I have no idea what how to pronounce his name. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a French-Canadian kind of thing. Last last week, he took Navarro Bowman, and he blocked him like 15 yards into the end zone on the touchdown run. If you guys want to Ooh. check that out, yeah, he, uh, he he can get out in space and make plays. But once you get to the the center and the left guard, they're not uh, they're not very good. Uh, so, I, and I think the so Mitch Morse, I imagine, is out, right? Yeah, they, so they just put him on IR today. Oh, great! So you're gonna ha- you're gonna have Zach Fulton starting at center. Okay, so yeah, I mean they're they're gonna have a chance to make some plays over the left guard and the center. It's gonna have to be another game. I mean, it doesn't have to be another game like last week for Legion and Phylon and Mebane and uh, Square. I think all four of those guys played really really well. So if they can get any sort of just con- contributions from those guys, it'll, it'll be good because I think Bosa and Ingram are gonna step it up again, uh, get back to where they were. Uh, they might not have the same production they had week three where Melvin had three sacks, but I think they're going to be able to get after Smith. Um, I mean, Fisher, Fisher's average. He's fine. He's a lot better than what he was, but these guys are no match for uh, these two edge players. So um, just with the injuries and the um, the mismatch that I really think that they can get 
uh, with a backup center and the backup left guard. Now I'm going to go advantage uh, Chargers D-line. Yeah, and I, I think what's going to be well, I think the, uh, a good thing to point to here to have a like a Bosa rebound game is just the fact that Joey Bosa has this experience in these big games from college. Like in Ohio State, they had some pretty big games, and Bosa showed up in those games. And I expect him to come out fully pumped up and just ready to play lights out uh, on Saturday. Is this the biggest? This is the biggest game he's played in as a Charger, right? Oh, I, this is by far the biggest game he's played as a Charger so far. Yeah, that's a good point, man. You remember all the games that he had, like on national television, like Michigan, where he he put the he basically flatlined the quarterback, and then their bowl games. He was always making plays. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he's able to do that. I mean, people were complaining about sacks. If you if you watch the Des King sack, um, Bosa's lined up over the the right guard, and he beats him like he beats him clean. And if King isn't there unblocked, Bosa makes that sack so it'll be it'll be nice to see him lined up inside as well him and ingram i think they're going to be able to handle the interior guys as well Uh, let's work to the linebackers so it is travis kelsey kareem hunt and they are going to be going against perriman uh adrian phillips trey boston jill die um i yeah we'll just we'll leave it there Who, (laughs) who do you have advantage there so I think I, I, I give the Chiefs the advantage here, uh, but not by much now that Denzel Perryman's back. The, this is, you know, Kareem Hunt just absolutely went off on the Chargers uh, in, when they played earlier in the year. And I think Denzel Perryman being back is going to make a huge difference in this game. Uh, the thing I worry about is I do not expect them the Chargers to be anywhere a, anywhere close to being able to reproduce what they did against Travis Kelsey in week three. I mean, holding him to one reception for one yard is just, it still blows my mind. Every time I see that stat, I just, I just think it's, you know, a glitch. It's unbelievable. But um, so, yeah, I think, I think I'd probably give the advantage to the chiefs there. Um, but, you know, not by much. I, th- I think it's going to be one of those where that's where they're going to make their impact. And as long as the chargers, can minimize that impact like you know bend but don't break like let them get yardage between the 20s and then shut it down like they have been i think it's going to be really i think you know that gives them the best chance to win yeah so i like how you pointed out just with the little asterisk you know because perriman is back i still think uh i I would give these guys uh, quite a bit of advantage man um hunt hunt is super tough to tackle and he's gonna be so he's not Perriman's done a very good job of making plays around the line of scrimmage. I imagine the Chiefs are going to make sure that he's not able to just run free like he has been the last couple weeks. And then as far as Kelsey goes, man, I don't – he's very – he's probably – it's between him and Hunter Henry for the most – just the most productive in my mind. I mean, obviously there's a grunk, but just as far as the best tight ends that I've seen, it's between him and Kelsey. He's so – Kelsey's so good. I mean, when the ball's in his hands, he looks like a receiver. He's very good after the catch. They're going to have to keep the ball out of his hands again. And I'm not so – I mean, hopefully they, they double-team him and make one of the other dudes that we'll get to on the outside. But I don't know, man. I, I really have a lot of respect for Kelsey just for as a route runner. He's running double moves and he's beating, like, defensive backs. Then you have Hunt breaking tackles against every level of defender. Uh, I, I would say this is definitely the Chiefs' advantage right here. Yeah, yeah, I think they'd be foolish to not 
uh, like like we keep saying that the Chargers should just throw the ball to Hunter Henry and Keenan Allen over and over again until a defense proves they can stop it. If I was the Chiefs, that's what I would do is I would come out and give the ball to Kareem Hunt and throw the ball to Travis Kelsey until the Chargers prove they can stop it. Oh, absolutely, man. And most teams can't do that. That's what we saw in the Jets game. I mean, early on, they're able to they're able to make it pretty quick. Yep. All right. So moving to the outside now, we have uh, the speedster Tyreek Hill, uh, and then they've got who are their other guys? I always forget his name. He, that Georgia kid, right? Right. Uh, Albert Wilson, Burt. I don't know the other one, but he, yeah, he's one too. <laughs> I, so he starts. Okay. Um, are you thinking of Malcolm Mitchell? Yes, is Malcolm Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not so. I didn't know that he even plays that much. So I thought I think that he got hurt. Maybe it's not Malcolm Mitchell, but I think he got hurt. And I think it's a, it's a kid with a last name Robinson. Yeah, Demarcus Robinson. That's who yeah, that okay. yeah, that's who plays. Okay. And then like when they go, when they do that, either Hill or Wilson will go in the slot. And you know what, man? I really I'm really not worried about those other two, not at all. Yeah, yeah. I'm and I'm only really worried about Tyreek Hill if Casey Hayward can't go. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting to see. I imagine he's going to be fine. I, I, they're going to do everything they can to make sure they're just healthy. Just let him rest, you know, get all kind of treatment. I'm sure he's been getting treatment like crazy this week. Man, he has been so good this year. Like, I feel like saying that is still selling short just how well he's playing. And we talk about, we say that to say that Trevor Williams has still been like, one of the 10 to 15 best corners in the league. Like, we're talking about an undrafted free agent in the second year. Just the talent, I mean, the talent that they have in the secondary, just on these corners is pretty ridiculous. Uh, Trevor Williams would probably be the best corner on the majority of teams in the NFL. And we haven't even talked about Des King, who's, who's going to be in the slot, and he's playing essentially like everybody who liked him coming out of college he's just I still think that he can be better down the field we saw the touchdown last week he got he just kind of took his eye off and lost the receiver but around the around the line of scrimmage man he just makes all kind of tackles and get led the team in tackles last week he just beats blocks man his effort is ridiculous and I think I think he's the the typical type of slot corner that you want I mean he can blitz he can tackle he can cover underneath he's pretty reliable so they have they have three corners that are very very good, and that's that's tough to come by. I think that's why we're seeing some success. So, and really not too worried about Robinson or Wilson just because of Williams and King. Yeah, yeah, I think as long as they have a good game plan on how they're going to cover Tyreek Hill, I like like we said they the Chiefs are probably going to run their offense through Cream Hunt and Travis Kelsey anyway. So I'm not really worried about their second and third guy. I just you always have that, you know, that game-breaking ability from Tyreek Hill because he's just so stupid fast. Yep, and then we, we haven't really talked about um, just Alex Smith and his mobility. That's that's dangerous. Uh, he can get out in the open. He, I mean, he can pick up these broken pl- – on broken plays, he can pick up those yards that really hurt you when you ha- you think you have everything done but, or everything covered. Good news is um, the Chargers don't play a lot of man coverage. They play a lot of zones, so there's going to be eyes on him quite a bit. So limit Alex Smith's mobility – uh, don't let Tyreek Hill go up top and just got to tackle Kelsey and Hunt. That's how you stop these guys. Yeah, yeah. And and speaking of Alex Smith's mobility, uh, Anthony Lynn even pointed it out during his press conference on Tuesday, I think. He said, you know, that that's one thing that they're going to be looking at is he, he brought up the fact that 
Alex Smith is a very mobile quarterback. He mentioned the fact that he had that 70 yard run against the Jets. And so it's going to be something that they're going to, you know, have in the back of their minds. They're, they're going to be ready for it. If only there was a linebacker on the roster that was fast and can take away stuff like that. Yeah, no, yeah, you're talking about Hayes Pollard, right? Yeah, you know it, you know it. Because <laughs> he just knows the system so well, he can play so fast. Right. <laughs> Jesus. No, yeah, of course, we're talking about Jatavis Brown, who hopefully gets more than seven snaps this week. So I really think that he's Perriman's backup. Yeah, I could see that. Which is so dumb. I mean, they they both, like, they're playing the weak side. This is why Perriman's getting all these free runs. Why Why can't they both be on the field at the same time, man? I know. I don't understand. Like things like that and things like not being able to get Hunter Henry the ball. That I feel like those are such easy game plan decisions that you could make work. But, you know. Here we are. It's been working, so I'm not gonna be too mad about it. Yeah. Like, I'm not I'm not gonna be like the Chargers defense has been pretty elite the last couple of weeks. And so like as much as we complain about Jatavis not getting snaps, I'm not gonna be like pounding down the door to question it right now. Yeah, it seems like it's pretty nitpicky now. There was like three or four plays last week against the pass where Phillips just read it and he got there. And I, I, as much as I love Jatavis, I don't think he's just has the range or just would be able to read and make those plays. He had Phillips had some pretty impressive plays last week. Yeah, yeah, he did. He's He's been improving every week as he gets used to that hybrid role that they've got him in now. Right. Cool. All right. Um, so, I mean, I guess we don't really need to talk about special teams matchups. I mean, obviously, Tyreek Hill just kicked the ball away from him. Right. And, if, uh, if he has a chance to return it, it's a mistake. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, just Travis Coons, just kick it as hard as you can. Make sure it goes into the end zone. And, and you know, I... I th- <laughs> I'm wor- I'm almost a little worried that Drew Kayser might be out of practice because he hasn't punted very much. I think he's got like five punts in the last three weeks. But, uh, you know, I he's been doing so well this year when he has come in. I'm not super worried about it. Yeah, he really has. Hopefully, you know, that keeps up. He doesn't have to punt. Hopefully, Coons just does the thing where he kicks it through the uprights. Yep. Cool. All right, well, I think that about wraps up. Do you have any final thoughts for the game? No, man, I'm just going to be in section 127 row six just trolling my life off yeah did you uh did you buy that mahomes jersey to wear over <laughs> charger city do you think i just bought one or you don't think i've had it <laughs> come on yeah you and you and british jamie probably both you guys just split the shipping and bought bought two at the same time <laughs> you know it. cool all right well uh what's your uh now that we've had a couple more days to digest, what's your final game prediction? Yeah, I still think they're going to win. I think they're going to win. Um, I said 27-23. I don't know that I want to veer from that. I think they're going to have a couple of big plays. But I also think they're going to turn the ball over and, and allow the Chargers to score some points. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with 27-23. What do you got? So I'm going to adjust my just a little bit. And I the more I thought about it, I don't know if they're – until they prove to me that they've fixed the red zone issues, I don't think they get into the – end zone as much as I thought they would. So I'm going to go 23 to 17 chargers. Uh, I think they want, they only get in the end zone twice and they wind up kicking three field goals. But um, yeah, I, I still think they win by about a touchdown. Yeah. I think that's, that's a really good point. And I'm, I'm giving them way too much credit for being able to score down there. But um, I, you would think eventually they just, it, it has to work itself out. It does. Yeah. And especially with, you know, Mike Williams should be feeling healthier and 
with Anthony Lynn saying he still apparently thinks that Antonio Gates is a weapon. Quote <laughs> that was funny. Uh, that was hilarious. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I feel like they'll eventually be able to figure it out because they have so other, they have so few other, uh, deficiencies on offense that they can spend a lot of time trying to figure out what's wrong there. They don't have to, you know, it's not like you're like the Browns offensive coordinator and you're like, okay, we have to fix everything every week. Right. Right. No, they, they, uh, I'll be interested to see if they have any new wrinkles once they get down there. Cause you know, they're going to get in the, down there in the red zone. It's just a matter of if they can convert or not. Cool. All right, Kyle. Well, thanks again. And, uh, we will probably be talking again Monday, hopefully for another victory podcast. Yeah, man. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. Victory Monday. Can't wait. Cool. All right. Uh, don't have too many, uh, long islands tonight. <laughs> you know it. Uh, I'm going to limit myself to 12. Okay, cool. That you'll be in fighting shape for tomorrow, though. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, dude. All right, thanks again. Yeah, no problem, man.